welcome, welcome, welcome to Anita Vita Rides. All right, everybody, welcome. It's Anita Vita Rides. Anita Vita Rides, yeah. Anita Vita Rides, yeah. Anita Vita Rides, yeah. Who can make you better? Anita Vita Rides. In all types of weather, I need to be her eyes. Get you back together, I need to be her eyes. Go send her a letter, I need to be her eyes. I need to be her eyes. I need to be her eyes, yeah. Need to be her eyes, yeah. I need to be her eyes. Welcome to Rise with Anita Vita. I am your host, Anita Vita, master medical Qigong teacher and healer. I'm so grateful and thankful you're here for another amazing episode. As you know, this show aims to amplify women's voices, have them share their stories so that they become a ripple effect of healing in this world. Today's guest is so, so amazing. Speaking of voices, she has her very own platform, the host of the Tao of Self-Confidence. She's an author, and she is named as one of the top 100 influential Filipino women on LinkedIn. Please help me welcome the beautiful Sheena Yap Chan to the show, everyone. Hey everyone. Hey Anita. Thanks so much for having me. And can I just say your intro music is so catchy. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I was like, now the song is like in my head, like Anita Vita Rise. <laughs> so I love it. <laughs> so I just wanted to thank point that you. out. <laughs> thank you so much. I received that. That was one of the things that I really, really wanted in putting together the podcast and show was like, I really want to customize my intro and outro. And so um, the credit goes to my Tai Chi master teacher, actually. He he created for me. He happened to be in studio when I requested that before, like literally three days before we went live. So thank you for, for noticing. Yeah, I'm really in love with, this, with the intro, the song too. So appreciate you. And thank you again for being here. And for those who, you know, are not familiar with your work, who's listened to your podcast, um, how did you get into podcasting and what motivated you to to even start? Yeah, I mean, when I first started, it was in 2015. Um, I didn't know what a podcast was. I, I just wanted to find a platform to really raise the voices of Asian women. Because back then I was dealing with my own confidence, you know, I wasn't feeling good enough. I couldn't make a decision for the life of it. I wasn't, you know, in following my intuition, I had a lot of self self doubt. And I was trying to find resources that really catered to Asian women's confidence. And lo and behold, mm. there was nothing. There was no resources out there. So part of me thought, okay, well, maybe something's wrong with me because I'm the only one feeling this way, right? And it's really because our culture always tells us to never talk about mm. our feelings and what we're going through in our traumas. And so um, you know, I knew I wanted to have a platform to mm. share women's stories, especially Asian women's stories. And that's when podcasting came along. I, like I mentioned, I didn't know what it was. I just saw it on iTunes one day. And as I started learning about <laughs> podcasting, I'm like, this is amazing. Because first off, nobody needed to see my face. 
I just talk and interview people. And I was like, this is amazing, right? And back then too, there was hardly yeah. any any Asian people podcasting. So mm -hmm. there was like one Asian dude podcasting about elevating Asian the Asian community's voices. And I said, okay, mm -hmm. I see that guy doing it. I'm going to go ahead and do it. And it took me a while too, because, you know, when you start something new and it's unfamiliar, of course, you know, you're going to have a lot of thoughts in your head. You're going to overanalyze everything. You also want to make sure everything is perfect to a T. And of course, you know, if you keep doing that, nothing will get done. So mm -hmm. um, I was glad I had friends and a support system, you know, who helped me just push forward regardless of the outcome. And so uh, I started my podcast, The Talent Self-Confidence, uh, where I interview Asian women about their journey to self-confidence. Uh, I've interviewed over 700 Asian women from around the world. Wow. Um, even was able to, uh, you know, interview some phenomenal Filipinas, you know, big name Filipinas like Francesca yeah. Kramer, which like I never thought was possible, but it was just amazing. Um, and Beyond that, we were able to create our book, Asian Women Who Boss Up, which highlights the stories of 18 Asian women who have been able to forge your own path, overcome obstacles, and thrive. And books like that are so important, especially when you see 16 Asian women on the front cover of the book, right? Because mm -hmm. I don't see any books that highlight that many Asian women on the front cover. And for me, representation is so important because representation leads to possibilities. That's what that's why I, I do what I do. That's why I really am passionate about creating representation because I want Asian women to realize their potential, their capabilities. I want them to realize what's possible for them. What's possible for that person is also possible for them, right? Maybe one yeah. day you, you want to be a chef or a, you know, a content creator or own your own business or, mm -hmm. you know, climb Mount Kilimanjaro. I don't, whatever that is, <laughs> right? It's possible because there's someone yeah. out there doing it. And it makes an even bigger difference when it's someone who has the same cultural background as us, who's been through yeah. what we've been through, because it's relatable, right? I mean, yes. I can't relate to every single person, but I can relate to our community because I've lived through it. I know what it's like. And so I can help them overcome these things. And so you know, just super excited and passionate about this, been able to also speak on stages, speak for companies. And it's been such a huge blessing to do that. Like, I never thought five years ago, I would be doing this. You know, when I first started my podcast, mm -hmm. I had no clue where it was going. I just like, I just wanted to start something, you know, I just really wanted to start something really just create representation and just see where it goes. Um, and I'm glad I never quit because there were days where I wanted to yeah. quit. And like, throw my computer against the wall because it's, <laughs> it's a lot of work. It's a labor of love. And, yeah. you know, it's like your baby at this point. And so, mm -hmm. you know, I'm just really grateful to be here today to talk with you, to um, be in the presence with such phenomenal women, Asian women, and, um, you know, just loving every minute of it. <laughs> Thank you so much for not quitting. I relate a thousand percent with that and congratulations you're reaching what seven years you're seven um have we reached your anniversary just yet for the podcast not in, in september it'll be seven years i know it's okay been so wow fast. <laughs> that's amazing that's so amazing and i love that you said what you said about representation mattering because i mean can you imagine listening to a podcast if we were in our high school days or even younger and even got to read books about women who were confident and who are successful in their own right, whatever that looks like for them. And because they look like us, it's like, oh, I could, I know that there's possibilities for me to reach my highest and my best potential. 
as well. And so I'm glad you didn't listen to those gremlins that's keep that keeps telling you like, who are you? You're not enough. Who are, you know, uh, what do you mean you're going to start a podcast? And now, and you sharing your on stages and, and a best-selling author, that's so beautiful. And so, you know, I admire that so much about you. And now here you are on my show. And similarly, what I'm doing, doing the same thing to amplify women's voices. This, most of the ones, most of the women that I've been interviewing is they haven't even been on a podcast or a show or to be going live at that, which is even more, more difficult, right? Because we can't edit that. And what I love so much about it is it's real, it's authentic, there's flow, there's just real conversation. And that's what I love about when I host a show. I mean, people think that just because it has a show at the end of it, it's so curated, it's so scripted. And the thing is, it's not. I think for me, it's my way to express myself, another way of um, allowing my creativity to shine and to see other women do the same. And if that's my platform for them to do that and be, give them the permission to, to be like, oh, wow, I can do this too. Or I can also be a guest. I could also be a host and see both worlds is amazing to me. And that's that ripple effect that I'm seeing. And now with you, this is your ripple effect. Now, um, having shared the book and you have another book coming out. And uh, I, I mean, that with the series, can you share a little bit about that? Yeah, I mean, you know, this, um, so the book is part of a book series called Women Who Boss Up. So it's not, you know, we don't only just highlight Asian women, we do our best to highlight all women, especially women of color, because as women of color, we're very underrepresented, right? Uh, I remember there's, uh, like a month ago, I read a, uh, a survey from catalyst.org, and it talked about the representation of women of color in management roles in the US in 2021. So you know, black women represented 4.4%, Latino women represented 4.3%, and Asian women represented 2.7%. So these numbers are very low, right? And of yeah. course, you know, this topic of diversity inclusion is so uh, important, right? Because, you know, yeah. there's a lot of companies that say they are for it, but aren't really for it. You know, it's just, just talk mm -hmm. and no action. And, you know, diversity has to be something very important because, we have to create better representation, especially when you live in a melting pot like you, the U.S. and Canada. I mean, we should be all, you know, like be tr treated equally the same, right? Uh, versus, you know, being treated by, you know, uh, unfairly because of the color of your skin or, you know, your gender. And especially with our community, like, you know, the 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 rise of, you know, racist attacks against our Asian community has been so horrendous. Um, you know, the violence against Asian women has been so bad. Um, yeah. You know, especially in New York, you hear these stories every single day. You see our elderly and Asian women lining up for hours just to get pepper spray. I mean, you know, we should all be able to feel safe in our own home, but yet we aren't because of these things happening. And that's why Creating media like this is so important, creating strong media, creating representation so that we're not seen as our negative stereotypes, because for centuries, that's what most people think of us. You know, they think Asian women are quiet, submissive, obedient, or treated as sex objects. I mean, three weeks ago, you know, I saw a headline that just was a huge turnoff and it was like uh, top male uh, Asian male order brides to look at in 2022. And it's like, really, we're not something you can pick off a catalog, you know, um, yeah. it's, it's really degrading to, to be to think that's all we're good for, right. Um, and that that's still happening in 2022. So that's why I always I am very 
uh, passionate to create more media, to share stories, to empower women, to go out there and speak up because, you know, the pandemic has really affected us. And for uh, for me, there's no better way to go than up. You know, we're, I think we're at the lowest of the low. People don't mm-hmm. realize how much the pandemic has affected women globally. I think globally, we've lost a total income of $800 billion. And that's a lot of money, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, 100% job losses in, in, in the US, even here in Canada, you know, women lost their job uh, jobs 100 times more than men. So these are all very important things we have to bring awareness to and find ways to create better representation, to empower women, to help them see their potential, to go out there and do the things that they're meant to do, right? Like uh, live live with their highest self so that we can create a positive impact. So yeah, so we do have sorry, I kind of went off topic. No, and so don't apologize. So we do have a so we so this book series, we've created seven books already. Um, and this came out of the, the start of the pandemic, right? Um, so we've highlighted women of color, Latinas, moms, you know, want women entrepreneurs, we're gonna have a second Asian book coming out called Asian Women Trailblazers who boss up. So we're super excited about that. And then I'll be meeting Anita in person for the first time, because I'll be heading to <laughs> LA. Because next week, we'll have our um, last half of our women who boss up book tour. So this was our first in person event since the pandemic. And as Thanks. much, you know, it's very exciting. But at the same time, it's very nerve wracking. Because, you know, when mm-hmm. you're doing something for the first time, like you don't know what to expect, right. Um, and but that's, that's just normal, you know, that's normal right. to feel that way, right. But when you see like the women mm-hmm. who's going to show up, what uh, the women who's going to speak, and you get to network and, you know, collaborate with, I mean, that's all worth it, right. So, um, so we'll be going to yes. Los Angeles, San Francisco next week. And then next month, we're going to have our first conference in Las Vegas. So um, pretty busy for the next month. You know, I'll be traveling. I'll be traveling to the States next week um, so I can attend the events and meet, uh, you know, phenomenal Asian women in person like Anita. So I'm super excited about that. <laughs> and we're always creating more books. We always want to create, you know, more representation for women and, um you know, we want it to be like the chicken noodle soup of the soul for women entrepreneurs because it's so needed. Yeah. Why not? Why not? Thank you for sharing all of that. I feel the passion in your voice to to bring light to these topics. How do you stay centered in all of it? Because I'm sure there's, you know, some triggering, like the headlines or the news. How do you stay um, passionate and wanting to share and shed light on all of these topics and at the same time being centered through it all. I mean, I think I always just look at look back at my purpose. Of course, you know, I'm not always this cheery. You know, there's days where I'm just like <laughs> mad at the world. I mean, I'm only human, right? But yeah. I also look back like when I see that headline, I'll call it out, right? I'll speak up about it and be like this is uncalled for, right? We shouldn't have to mm-hmm. we shouldn't have to deal with this in 2022. Or, you know, I love listening to other people's stories, you know, especially in our community who've been able to, you know, make really big changes. Like last weekend, I watched Everything Everywhere All at Once and phenomenal movie. You know, you got to go out and watch it. I mean, Michelle Yeoh had an interview and I just love her. You know, she's just a queen. Right. And she talks about, you know, um, how this movie finally, you know, shows an. Uh, a, a, an ordinary immigrant Asian woman who becomes the lead and heroine of the movie. And h- how many, how many movies showcase that in, in the U S right. 
Yeah. Right. So, I mean, Barely. they, they've been able to make someone very invisible, visible. Right. And mm -hmm. that is huge. Mm -hmm. Right. The fact that, yeah. you know, we can relate to that. Right. She, mm -hmm. she was also going through her own demons, but was able to see her potential and just went out there and did it. And, you know, she talks about how, you know, if, 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 you know, if you want change, you got to go out there and just take charge. And it's not easy to create that change, right? Of course, right. you know, we have all these things in our head thinking, well, what if it fails? What if it this and that and this and that? And, you know, yeah. sometimes you have to learn to like quiet it out and just move forward. And also like being able to have a support system is so important. I know in our culture, it's not always easy to ask for help because we're told it's a sign of weakness or it's very mm -hmm. shameful. But I mean, mm -hmm. if we don't ask help from each other, how are we going to create the changes that we want? Right. How can, yeah. you know, in order to create these big changes, we have to work together. We have to collaborate. We have to have a common purpose so that we can eradicate some of the things that we go through. Right. The racism, right. the sexism, you know, the inequality. Um, and so asking for help is really important or having that support system is very important, especially since the pandemic really affected our mental health. Like we need outlets where we can just speak about how we feel, if we're feeling good or not, or if we're having a bad day, like it's OK to feel that way. Um, um, you know, we shouldn't have to apologize that we're we have a bad day or we're mad about something or we're sad about something because um, we don't apologize if we're happy about something. Right. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, as human beings, we're going to go through different moods and yeah. it should be OK. So um, being able to ask for help, uh, you know, going through my purpose, listening to other people's stories, you know, just seeing what they had to go through to get to where they are today. Like it makes me realize like this journey is not going to be easy. It's okay. We're going to mm -hmm. go through roadblocks. That's fine. Um, but we know where we're heading. And so as long as you know where you're heading, um, you know, every, all the other stuff doesn't really, it's not as big as you think. I'm enjoying our conversation so much, especially those top three. When your community, I relate a thousand percent. There is that part of us where we're like, I'm going to do it all and be that unicorn and be self made like why yeah. it's so exhausting <laughs> on the way by yourself and it's lonely and it's so lonely and i like that you also shared about about um giving ourselves the permission to to go ahead and do it and action really does speak louder than words and so i want to know a little bit more around your mindset with those those and how you apply those tools in the meantime let's just take a quick break for the amazing companies that is sponsoring this episode today we'll be right back rose buato and jennifer redondo marquez are the founders and co-authors of in her purpose 40 principles of asian women redefining success on their own terms these are true stories of women who took different career paths ranging from fashion to art to entertainment to entrepreneurship and many more. Rose and Jen embarked on the In Her Purpose project to advocate for women, to feed and fuel the future generation, and to help women define and live out their life's purpose. 
What's up, family? I am Anita Vita, Master Medical Qigong teacher and healer. I believe that nurses deserve to be nurtured as much as they give. As a high-performing woman myself, I coach women how to overcome chronic gut pain so that they have total freedom in their life through the practice of medical Qigong. In 2011, while working as a nurse in the post-anesthesia unit, I experienced severe burnout and it expressed itself as IBS or irritable bowel syndrome. Discovering this practice allowed me to eradicate this gut disease completely and naturally through meditation alone. The slow mindful movements of medical Qigong are potent and transformational recalibrating your cellular structure by cultivating your body's natural energy and healing source called Qi. Today I coach and empower women to achieve the same result through private and group programs, workshops and retreat experiences to awaken you to your truth and be the highest version of yourself. If you're still in pain, you've tried everything and you're sick and tired going from doctor to doctor with only prescriptions and strict diets as solutions, fear no more my friend because you have found me. Send me a message right now at anita at nationvita.com and we'll get you to rise out of that pain guaranteed. So I can imagine with everything that you're building and creating, it takes a lot of courage to move forward with. And I'm so excited to see you in person, by the way. I, that just popped up. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm going to see you soon. It's coming <laughs> up. And um, going back to my question, what does, what does radical self-love mean for you? And how do you apply it in your life? Yeah, I mean, for me, radical self-love is, you know, learning to love the good, bad, and the ugly, right? Um, back then, I always just used to love the good parts of me and, you know, just be a huge judger on the bad parts, right? We become our own worst yeah. enemies. That was me. And it took me a while to realize, like, I have to love every part of myself, the good, bad, the ugly, uh, learning, you know, to love my strengths and weaknesses, the mistakes I made. And it took a lot of work on myself, right? And it didn't happen overnight. For me, it's taking, you know, small steps to get to where I am because it's those mm -hmm. small steps that really yield the big results, right? So I worked with coaches, had um, um, a, a um, I even went uh, like energy healing and, you know, being able to surround myself with women who can help me see my blind spots, right? Because mm -hmm. we all have them, right? And mm -hmm. being able to go through all those things really helped me learn to love myself. And yeah, there's still days where I still judge myself because of course, I'm not perfect. I'm human. I'm going to make mistakes. And that's okay. Um, you know, sometimes I'll be like, Oh, my God, you know, I just put on these pants and they look horrible. Like my my love <laughs> handles are coming out. And then I'm like, you know what, at this age, I mean, I love my love handles, you know, if they don't like it it's too bad. Because also how we t love how we love ourselves is how people will accept us as well. Right. I mean, yeah. if you don't love yourself, how do you expect, you know, the person who you want to spend the rest of your life with accept you for all the good, bad and the ugly, right? You bring about mm -hmm. what you think about. So it's really important to really work on yourself, take care of yourself, love yourself for all the things that you have done, good, bad or not, um, and really just own it, right? And of course, it's, it just doesn't happen mm -hmm. overnight. You know, it does take right. work on your part. It takes a lot of unprogramming, especially in a culture where you're taught to, you know, always please other people before you take care of yourself. I mean, mm -hmm. that is exhausting, right? It's exhausting yeah. to keep pleasing other people and realizing like you end up in these situations where you can't get out of. Like we have to learn to 
create boundaries, say no to things that don't serve us and be okay if sometimes even our family doesn't understand, right? Because I know, of course, you know, if you've, you've, seen, if you've seen the movie Turning Red, right. like Mei Ling, she's like, the number one rule is to honor your parents yes. no matter what because so they gave you life, right? <laughs> yes. I. <laughs> yeah. Of course, I love my parents. I yeah. love everything that they've done, but I don't agree with every single thing they, they tell me, right? We've fought, we've argued, but right. I, know, I know in their heart, they just mean well, and they've been taught the same thing that my grandparents taught them and their parents and so on. So it's all this generational uh, trauma that we go through realizing like, Right. You know, they don't know any better because they were taught that way, right? And they're just passing on what they were taught. And so now that we realize that, it's up to us to break that cycle. So right. a lot of right. unpacking, unboxing, unprogramming, and learning, you know, learning to sometimes accept things that you can't control, right? Mm. Um, I know as women, we love to control every situation, but every that's, situation. That's not going to happen. <laughs> And sometimes it just you just can't control it and you have to learn to just let it go. So, Man. yeah, that's uh, some of the things that I do. And I also one of the things I like to do is, um, you know, in the beginning, I used to think, you know, if I met like meditation was you have to sit down and like, you know, say, um, and close your eyes. And <laughs> honestly, that I that was a fail for me. I tried it yeah. like 100 million times. It just didn't work. And then I thought something was wrong with me. Um, and then I realized that nothing was wrong with me. Just that wasn't my way of meditating. So for me, mm -hmm. I love to run, you know, I run everywhere. Um, as long as I know it's safe, you know, I, I will go yeah. out there and go for a jog, go by the beach, um, be outside, things like that. Uh, whether it's here or the States or even in the Philippines, you know, I, you know, a part of me always wants to feel safe in their own home. Right. Mm -hmm. um, that's how I want to feel. That's the kind of energy I want to give. And I've been blessed that, you know, it's been a safe, a safe, a safe environment for me. Uh, you know, of course, I would never tell my Lola that because she'd be like, you're crazy. You're going to jog by yourself in the in the streets. And what if you get <laughs> like, no, it's fine. <laughs> so, you know, that's the kind of energy that I want to um, create, you know, create that safety, creating that energy that my my where I live is a safe place. Hmm. Those are such great tools to use in making sure you're moving your body and in understanding what I'm hearing you share is really understanding yourself and how and I like that you're using yourself as a reflection to see how someone else is going to receive you. Like, how are they going to love me if I don't really love myself in the at the level that I would like to, right? So I would love to know, you know, the, the 700 women plus probably now that you've got to interview, what did you find was the most common thing that we had to, and I speak we because I'm Filipino, um, that we had to overcome? Like those are common, what, what did you find was the common trauma that we are all working on in yeah. this day and age? Yeah. Well, the people pleasing, of course, the self-doubt um, for Filipino women, it's, you know, also the, the color of their skin because, you know, whitening mm. products are very prevalent in the Philippines. You see whitening products, you know, all over the highways, yeah. um, billboards, even artistas, you know, promote it. Um, and it's not only in the Philippines, you know, I've been to Vietnam, to Korea, all, you know, they all promote it. And, you know, whitening, whitening products is a multi-billion dollar industry, yes. right? So even learning to feel 
beautiful in their own skin is not always easy, especially when, you know, we've been um, programmed to always, you know, be like the Western world, right? Um, so, yeah. so those are the common things really like not feeling worthy, you know, as women, we mm -hmm. always tend to feel like we're not worthy enough, we don't deserve the things that we deserve. Uh, we overthink everything, not following our intuition, really hard to make a decision, uh, feeling small. So, you know, these are all mm. common things. And, you know, I was glad to hear that, you know, these women went through it because I went through those things, but they were able to overcome it. So I, for me, it was like, there's that light, you know, at the end of the tunnel. Uh, I can get out of this. This isn't something that is permanent. This is just temporary. And if I work on myself, I can get out of it and be the best uh, person that I can be. So... That's so beautiful. And I know you're continuously learning. And in those topics that you just mentioned, I totally relate a thousand percent to like, yep, that's it. Uh, especially the worthiness part. That's like the, probably the biggest one to let go of and really understand. Oh, yeah. And it's I possible. Mean, it's possible. It, it, it is possible. <laughs> and, you know, a lot of women, even men deal with imposter syndrome, right? Like, who am I to have a show? Who am I to speak on stage? Who am I to get yeah. this promotion? Like, we all go through it, yeah. right? And we have to realize, like, we deserve this, okay? Even mm -hmm, if we have mm -hmm. no clue what we're going to do, because, you know, sometimes we get into the situation, like, say we <laughs> yeah. get the promotion, and you're like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do, but I got the promotion. And, you know, sometimes you have to realize, you know, it's okay if you don't know, you <laughs> yeah. just, we'll figure it out along the way. As women, we're very capable, we're more capable than we realize, and we'll make it happen. Yeah. Because, you know, as women, if we were in a dire situation, and we were given a certain number of time to make things happen, we will make it happen right? Regardless, if we started from yes. zero, we're, we're going to go out there and make it happen. So if you think that way, imagine what you can accomplish. And, you know, yeah. most men, especially most Caucasian men, you know, when they get promotions, they really don't know what they're going to do. They just say yes, and they figure it out along the way. And that's why there's a huge confidence gap between men and women, because as women, we tend to overthink everything, overanalyze, mm -hmm. make sure everything is perfect. Men, <laughs> it's like they just they're like, okay, let's try this out. And if I fail, I fail. If, if I get it, then I'll figure it out later what to do. So if we have that kind of mindset, where we just figure things out along the way, we can get so much done. And especially during the pandemic, I learned to just like, learn to do it on the fly. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Do I make mistakes? Oh, absolutely. Uh, it's not perfect. It's a hot mess sometimes. But we got things yes. done. Like we were able to create seven books. We were able to, you know, get to speak on stage or, yeah. uh, you know, uh, be able to, you know, connect with so many amazing people because sometimes our mistakes can lead us to our greatest opportunities. And so that's why now I'm not afraid to make a mistake. You know, back then I was mm -hmm. because, you know, in the Philippines, when I went to kindergarten, there I actually failed kindergarten for coloring outside the lines. So can you imagine how traumatizing that is yes. at five years old? Like I, I was stuck in this one photo that I could not color within the lines. They gave me a new, a brand new piece of paper with that what? same photo to color in. I still couldn't color it inside the lines and I failed kindergarten. I had to move to another school to redo kindergarten all over again. So wow. for the longest time, I always what? thought I was this huge failure not realizing like, you know, I was just never meant to be within the lines or within the box. You know, I was always meant to do something different, something outside the lines. Mm -hmm. And if I had that, you know, that, that work, you know, that self, um, you know, self-discovery, you know, I, I, you know, I would have figured it out 
a, a lot earlier than, you know, maybe like five years ago. But that's okay. Everything happens for a reason, right? Yes. I wish one of the things that schools really taught was self-care, self-confidence, yeah. you know, mindset, because that is so important. Those are actual real world things that they need, you know, when they, mm -hmm. when they're just pushed out into the world. Like, you know, what, what happens when you get rejected? No one's going to be like, oh, it's okay. It's like, no, you got to get up and move, move on to the next, right? Right, um, right. You know, I mean, like sometimes life can be cruel and tough, right? But we have to mm -hmm. understand we're a lot tougher and we can go out there and make things happen. Even if we get rejected 10,000 times, we're, we're just going to keep going until we get to that end goal. So, right. I believe that's where our resiliency comes from. Yeah. <laughs> and I, my hope is, though, that it doesn't have to start there. And now that yeah. we're creating awareness about it, it'll be less and less. And I think, you know, I, I think that's so amazing in healing our generational wounds for sure. Yeah. So how can we support you and where can we find you? Yeah, for sure. I mean, for all of those, uh, for those of you who are listening in and tuning into the live or the replay, you can connect with me on my website. It's SheenaYapchan.com. You can also check out my website, uh, my podcast is called The Tao of Self-Confidence on Apple, Spotify, Google, Google Play, or you can check it out at thetowofselfconfidence.com. I uh, would love your support if you can purchase a copy of Asian Women Who Boss Up. It'll be on both websites. Um, also, if if you did not remember anything I said, if you just <laughs> Google Sheena Yapchan, I am the only Sheena Yapchan on the internet, so I'm really not that nice. hard to find. And if you happen to be in LA next week, feel free to... Um, come to our event. Would love to meet you in person. Like I'm going to meet Anita next week. So super excited for that. You know, it, it there is a huge difference between virtual and in-person, right? Mm -hmm. Like it's just in part, like in-person is just a, you know, it's just a really different and good, like it's a really different feeling and it's just like, it's just better, right? Because, mm -hmm. you know, you get to yeah. talk, you know, right beside each other and take photos and, yeah. um, you know, it's just a different energy, right? I mean, virtual is great because we get to connect, you know, all over the world. But I mean, yes. like human connection is very important as well. So yeah, I would love to see you there. Um, if not, hopefully in San Francisco or in Las Vegas uh, at our one of our events. So yeah, connect with me there. Uh, connect with me on my websites. And um, I just want to say thank you, Anita, for having me here today. Ah, <laughs> uh, you're most are you? You're so welcome. I appreciate you for taking the time because it's a three hour difference because she's out in um, you're in Toronto. Yeah. 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 So it's almost yeah, it's almost so quarter on, to 10. <laughs> yes. So so if you're out there in T-Town, go say hi, go go look her up and say hello. I'm sure she'll be happy to have a a, a coffee or a chat, right? Because I agree with you. In person connection is is amazing. It's just it's real, right? We like the human touch. We like to hug. We like to see each other. It's just I think that's just how nature made us to be, and not be just on the digital world. While while I agree with the impact that it can also hold like now because she's three hour different. She's way on the other side of the country and I'm here on the West side. And now we're having this conversation and being able to increase awareness for her story and, and give value to you all. Right. So I'm so grateful you're here. Thank you so, so much, Sheena, for being here. And I look forward to seeing you in person next week. I'm sure we'll connect very, very soon. I appreciate you. Thank you. 
Bye. Have a beautiful day. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here. I hope that Sheena's episode has inspired you, that you learned something. And if it brought you some value, as always, I really appreciate it if you share it and that you continue to, to follow, to engage, and to subscribe to my platform and in my show. So that wraps up the last episode of this season. I'm so grateful and thankful for all the amazing guests who has shown up and to share their wisdom and insights with you. As always, I root for your rise, you guys. Next week starts a brand new season. I'm so excited. I look forward to seeing you. Have a beautiful night. Bye. Rise, need to be the rise.